Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is a free iOS app. Download it today and you can have a full-blown discussion with your favorite sports reporter, analysis, fan, whatever the case might be, and including maybe your favorite professional athlete. So download the app right now and get to discussing about sports. So anyway, uh, guys, let's talk about Jack Hughes, shall we? He had a pretty good sophomore year campaign, if you ask me, and I think he deserves an apology from me and a lot of people who doubted him. And quite honestly, this kid looks like the type of player who could put up 90-plus points in a season if all goes right for him and if the group of guys around him performs better. But we have a lot to discuss in his exit meeting interview, so this is going to be a full-length episode dedicated to Jack Hughes, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. It is currently 12.06 p.m. Eastern Time, May the 14th, 2021. And guys, it is still the offseason for the New Jersey Devils, but here's something that I do want to promote. The NHL playoffs are about to start and it is getting exciting so far. So check out all the uh, seeding games. Obviously, the East is set in stone, but still guys, even though the Devils aren't playing in this year's playoffs and probably won't next year either you still want to check out what's going on in the NHL because it's still very exciting and you know what with ESPN coming to uh, the NHL very 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 soon I think uh, NHL playoffs is going to get trending once again on Twitter it's going to be very popular so I highly suggest that you guys uh, watch the playoffs and let's root for the Islanders because I would love to see Zajac and Paul Mary possibly win a ring most likely won't happen but you know if they do get to the Stanley Cup finals I think that's my bandwagon team which is the New York Islanders even though they struggled to finish the year but anyway back to the New Jersey Devils so obviously it is exit interview week and we've just been discussing these last few episodes and the entire week of just what are some of the Devils plans what have they been saying in these interviews and it's really interesting guys and you guys really seem to enjoy this so I'm going to continue with this and like I told you guys so many players are doing these interviews from the guy who gets the least amount of minutes to the star player like you know Hughes, Heizer, uh, Subban, whatever the case might be and so you know there's just so many players that I need to cover and you know only so little episodes in the week so uh, if I do skip a player just know that I'm just trying to squeeze everyone in and obviously some players stories are more interesting than others so you know not to sound offensive or anything but that's what I just have to do so if you missed uh, the last episode I basically gave you guys a breakdown of Mackenzie Blackwood and also Miles Wood's exit interview because, you know, uh, going to Miles Wood, I talked about how he might be a captain next year. And I also talked about how I think Zaka should be a captain. And speaking of which, I put out a poll on Twitter yesterday and it's still live at the time of this recording. So uh, 38% of you said you would like to see Wood get that last alternate captain role. 38% of you said Severson, and the last 25% of you said Zaka. And I put a note saying that I fully expect Hughes to have one of those alternate captain roles. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there. So, uh, you know, I love it when you guys just give me your overall opinions on that. So, obviously, you guys think it's going to be a battle between Wood and Severson. Can't say I disagree, but personally, I think Zaka should be given more love, but that's my personal opinion. So, 
So what are we breaking down in this episode? Well, it's time to move on to the star players. And, you know, Miles Wood is a star player, but you know what I mean. We're going to be talking about Jack Hughes' exit interview. And overall, guys, you know, I always say that your apology needs to be just as loud as your hate. So if you're a religious listener of my show, you know that I've been hard on Jack Hughes this offseason and that I said he better step up his game. Otherwise, we'll just send him down to the AHL. I know that would never happen under any circumstance, but you know what I mean. It's just an expression. So overall, let's see what Jack Hughes had to say to the media press. And overall, let's just dissect it a little bit. So Jack Hughes said that my whole game has developed, took a step. I liked where my game was, and we had guys step up. So he mentions Mikey McLeod, Bastion, Sharon Govich, Quokinen. So a bunch of them took steps in the right direction, and that's something we need to talk about. Like, he's absolutely right. That line of Sharon Govich and Quokinen took huge steps forward. So even if it doesn't translate to an assist or a goal, you saw that Jack Hughes was, you know, contributing at a very high level. And one of the things that I found interesting was at one point during the season, he was actually tops in the league in uh, you know, his puck shots hitting like the post and just not going in. So, you know, when it hits the post, it's close to going in, but just to no cigar, either it could just be bad luck, physics, whatever the case might be. So Hughes actually is capable of getting more goals this year. I'm not saying he did have a, you know, a good year or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, he could potentially do better. And remember, guys, if he just had a better cast around him, so, you know, if Quokin and Sharon Govich develop in the right direction and also a few other guys step up, you're, you're going to see the assist numbers for Jack Hughes go through the roof, quite honestly. So this season for Jack Hughes, he was able to finish the season with 31 points, have 11 goals and 20 assists in 56 games played. So he was never scratched. He was never injured. And guys, let's look at his stats from last season, shall we? So in 61 games played, he had seven goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 21 points. And remember, he had uh, the lowest point total for a first overall pick statistically since Joe Thornton in 1997, I believe. So, you know, uh, he, he's taken huge steps forwards and like I told you guys, if those numbers were inflated, if he was playing somewhere in the 70s or whatever the case might be, then guess what? I bet those numbers would be much, much, much higher. So another player I actually want to talk about, and he does not play for the New Jersey Devils, it's Alexei Lafreniere. Because remember, Lafreniere was also a first overall pick in this past year's NHL draft. And this season, you guys are going to find this funny, he finished with 21 points. He had 12 goals and 9 assists. So... You know, if we're comparing that to Jack Hughes' rookie year, I don't know. Who, who do you think had the worst rookie year? Albeit, I do want to be fair to Lafreniere and just be like, okay, you know what? Uh, the, the season was shortened, so maybe if he played in more games, his numbers would be a little higher. In fact, I know they would be higher. So, you know, I, I think uh, the title of statistically poor performing uh, first overall pick still belongs to Jack Hughes. But, you know, I'm just saying that Lafreniere didn't have a good year as well, so... You know, there's that if it gives you guys any hope. But anyway, back to what I was talking about, Jack Hughes. So Jack Hughes is taking a few weeks off. He'll be back at it in June. He has some ideas of what he wants to work on. And he's here to help lead this team on and off the ice. And Nico will be a great captain for this team for a long time, he said in his interview. So like I told you guys, I think it's pretty much a guarantee that Jack Hughes will be an assistant captain to Nico Heizer next season. Because I've told you guys that Lindy Ruff has confirmed this, Jack Hughes has confirmed this, that overall that he's being involved in these leadership groups he's leading the team both on and off the ring so overall Jack Hughes will certainly be an alternate captain next season and I guarantee it so I believe this year was more of a tryout year so if Jack Hughes had a good rookie season 
I don't want to make a hot take or anything, but I think he would have been one of the backup captains for this season. So if you guys remember, when Zajac and Paul Mary were out due to COVID, and Nico Heizer was also out due to his COVID and injury scare, uh, they had to bring in Subban and Wood to be the alternate captains for the Devils temporarily. So I believe Jack Hughes would have been in that same position had uh, he had a better rookie year. But obviously, that's all speculation. But I like the leadership that Jack Hughes is showing on and off the rink. And obviously, I don't know what was going on behind the scenes when they were going on their 10-game losing streak. But I think it's safe to say that Jack Hughes was not very appreciative of his team's efforts uh, during that recent stretch. And Overall, for Jack Hughes, I expect big things from him next year. So I think uh, if he goes on the same pace as his brother, uh, Quinn, who plays for the Canucks, then Jack Hughes could potentially be an all-star for the NHL next season because, like I told you guys, here's what I expect. I expect the group of guys around him to be better. I expect him to take strides forward. He'll probably gain some more weight because he probably lost it during the course of the season because, remember, guys, he was sick with COVID, I believe, and also, he just, when you're working out, you naturally lose weight, and it seems like Jack Hughes is just a naturally small person, so, you know, I expect for him to just go back on his diet of just eating more, gaining more weight, because if you guys remember, in the first couple games of the year, I believe those were his most aggressive games, because he had a chip on his shoulder, he had something to prove, the adrenaline is pumping, so I believe for Jack Hughes, just uh, expect bigger things for him next season, so what do I project Jack Hughes to do next season? Well, I project for those stats to double. Yes, I am making this hot take. Everything is going to double. So he is going to have 22 goals, 40 assists, and he is going to have a grand total of 62 points next season if he plays around, I'd say, 75 to 82 games, if that's what the NHL is projecting to do next season. So I really predict that Jack Hughes will take that step forward and help the guys around him better. And if they keep Quokinen and Sharon Govich, then... I believe that's going to be a very exciting line for the Devils going forward in the future. So like I told you guys, the captain line and the kid line need to stick together. If they're going to retain six players, it has to be those band of cats for the New Jersey Devils, in my honest opinion. So Hughes has also said that he and Ruff have had a good relationship. He was great for him and gave him the opportunity and the ice time. And the fans should be excited. Good young core. And next year, I'm going to say that we need to win games and play meaningful games down the stretch. Boy, did he say a mouthful. So let's dissect the first half of what he just said. So like I told you guys, the reason Lindy Ruff is safe for now, I'd say for like another season and a half if the Devils aren't performing as well, is just because he's developing the young guys in the right direction. So look what he did with Sharon Govich. Look what he did with Quokinen. Look what he did to um, Jack Hughes is their prime example. I think uh, if Nico Heizer was playing in more games, I think we would have seen a bigger step forward for Nico Heizer as well. Or look at our quote-unquote, you know, not so young guys, but still young guys in Zaka, Brat, and also Severson. So even though Severson, in my opinion, took a step back, at least, you know, he was somewhat productive. And the same with Brat and Zaka. They took huge strides forwards, especially towards the end of the season when Nico Heizer was back and playing in the lineup consistently. So that's the one thing why people are big on Lindy Ruff, and it's one of the reasons why I'm changing my opinion on him because one of the critiques I had for Lindy Ruff when we first hired him was that I don't think he'll be able to teach, like, you know, 
the uh, young puppies old dog tricks. You know, that was the theory that I said. Like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can't teach a young puppy old dog tricks. You know, because, like, if it's a newborn, you, you can't teach that to them. It's they, they just don't have the development skills to do so. Boy, was I wrong. Lindy Ruff is, you know, one rough dog right now. No pun intended. I, I'm sorry, I had to. But... Overall, for Lindy Ruff, I think he's developing our young guys in the right direction, and Hughes seems to be very fond of him, and I think due to their relationship as well, I just believe that Lindy Ruff is going to be like, you know what, kid, you deserve to be one of the alternate captains next season for this team, and, you know, uh, Nico Heizer will obviously be the head captain, and then obviously it's going to be a toss-up between Wood, Severson, and Zaka, in my opinion. Most likely, it'll either go to Wood or Severson. I am leaning towards uh, Wood because of what he was able to do this season over Severson. But personally, I think Zaka deserves some love. But obviously, that's a discussion for another time. But Hughes, uh, like I told you, is taking a few weeks off to just, you know, get back uh, to shape. And overall, uh, Hughes said that uh, special teams cost us games at times this year. And going back to what he said, saying that we need to win more games and play meaningful games down the stretch, I think the prime example would have to be the Penguins game in which they were able to score, like, what, six goals in the last period? What, like, where was that effort? So, yes, you need to play more meaningful games because you don't know when it can come back to bite you. So, remember when the Devils were going on their sputter in mid-February uh, and I was like, okay, you really need to perform better because you don't want this game to come back to bite you. So, like, at one point, uh, the Sabres only had nine wins of the year and four of them came at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. So, you know, that that, that will kill you instantly. You That's a team you need to sweep. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And if you're going to drop a game, it should only be one game or two games, not four games and giving them essentially half of their wins during that point in time. That cannot happen. This is the same Sabres team that lost 18 games in a row. And the last team that they beat uh, before they went on their 18-game losing streak, the New Jersey Devils. So, yes, they need to play more meaningful games because you don't know when these games could come back to bite you. It was one of the uh, cons I said of having a shortened year, which is if you go on a losing streak, you're pretty much stuck there. You're, you're stuck in neutral and you can't get out of there. So that's one of the things that I like that Jack Hughes said, which is, you know, you have to play more meaningful games. Otherwise, it's not going to, you know, go in the right direction. So obviously specialty teams did cost us at times this year and the power play has to start to score. Like I told you guys, penalty kill, you need to learn how to clear the zone and just blast it down to the other side of the rink and not let it uh, the other opponent like pass it around in your defending zone because that has killed you at times, no pun intended. And then the power play, come at times it looked like that the Devils didn't even have the man up advantage. You wouldn't even realize it based on how they played, based how they executed. So he's absolutely right. Power play has to start to score and take the points away. I can say that I had a great year, according to Jack Hughes. At the end of the day, there's more room for me to grow. We need to keep getting better. I am very satisfied with Jack Hughes' performance this year. And he is right. He still has room to improve because, you know, there was a stretch in which he didn't really do anything. But at the same time, I can't really blame that on him. I just blame that more on his teammates not uh, holding up their end of the bargain. It's sort of like a pitcher who has a low ERA but a still a losing record. So like if a pitcher has a 2.0 ERA and their record is like 3 and 10, you you can say they're not getting run support. Like they're holding up their end of the bargain and they're just not getting the support. I can say the same thing is uh equivalent to Jack Hughes which is you know, he, he's setting up his teammates beautifully, but they're not uh, scoring. They're not helping him out. So I, I told them the band around him has to be better 
in order for um, you know things to go right for them next season. So Quokin and Sharon Govich, you know, while they're young, I do expect them to take a few steps forward. That's what needs to happen. If they are the same players as they were next season, we're on pace for failure already. That cannot happen. You have to show improvement. So Hugh said that uh, his first year was frustrating, but he wouldn't have had a good year without uh, going through that. So he needed some motivation. So here's another motivation for you, Jack Hughes. You guys lost 10 games in a row. You're already underdogs, and you might lose a few key guys during the offseason. I'm hearing rumors that Zaka might be shipped. I really don't want that to happen, but overall, you, you got to keep an ear out for that. So I need to get on a consistent spot around 50% on faceoffs. We uh, have a lot of promise, and here we want to make uh, the Rock a hard place for teams to win. Uh, fans should be excited. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, next year we could be in the same position as um, what the Rangers were in, which is, you know, we're kind of on that tier of being a playoff team, but at the same time, you know, maybe we screwed up here and there. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, guys, uh, we're getting very late into the episode already. So I need to give you guys the first live read this morning before we continue. And it comes from Wealthfront. This goes out to all my future investors out there. So investing can be complicated, but whether you're the beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index fund personalized just for you in just minutes. Wealthfront is entrusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL to get started today. And the second live read comes from Built Bar. So Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And did you guys know that they have so many amazing flavors? They have nine of them. So they have coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And you know what my favorite is? Anything coconut. So not only are Built Bars uh, the best tasting protein bar ever, but they're also very healthy as well. So most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and just 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. So, uh, did you forget to give your mother a Mother's Day gift? Well, first and foremost, what's wrong with you? Get her some Built Bars to make up for it. So, the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And you know what? Let's knock this out the part. Here's the third live read this morning and it comes from BetOnline.ag. So, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. No pun intended. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sport news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember to check out our friends at Locked On Bets as they give you guys their latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs as well. 
Woo! That takes a lot out of me. So anyway, let's continue with this Jack Hughes discussion because it is very intriguing. So uh, Jack Hughes confirms that he will not be playing at Worlds and he's going to uh, his third year and he needs to take a big step. He's 19, guys. So, you know, he's he's younger than me. So he just finished his second year in the NHL and he created a ton of opportunities this year. And he just wants to keep working on his scoring slash shot. So, you know, albeit, you know, like I told uh, Jack Hughes, like I, I, I think overall for Jack Hughes, it's nice that he's taking this leadership role. But at the same time, he needs his teammates to really help him out and just have his back, in my opinion. So I just think that for Jack Hughes, like I think his shot does need to work on just a, just a touch bit more. But don't don't fix something that isn't broken. That That's one thing I have to say. So for Jack Hughes, I just say that. Try to focus on keeping, making your teammates better around you so that way, you know, you can develop in the right direction uh, because I, I told uh, you guys this already. If Jack Hughes, if, if his teammates were just better, if, if his teammates just held their end of the bargain, his stats would be much higher even in a shortened year. So while I'm satisfied with Jack Hughes' numbers, I'm more of just blaming his teammates for not having his back in certain aspects. So uh, Jack Hughes said he wasn't phased by the lack of practice personally. And we could have used more time for sure, but it is what it is. And he says Luke is Quinn, but six foot two, can skate, puck mover, and, and he'd love for the New Jersey Devils to get him. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, like I told you guys, don't get your hopes up for Luke Hughes. We'll see what happens, but obviously the draft is still a couple months away. So, we'll see what happens. But overall, you know, I'm just saying, like, you, you probably just want to, like, slow the brake pedals just a little bit. We'll see what happens. But like I told you guys, we still have two former uh, first overall picks in Nico Heizer and Jack Hughes, as we're mentioning in this episode. So, you know, like, let's not try to get too greedy here. And, you know, there's a very good chance that Luke Hughes could drop uh, a couple spots in the draft. I, I'm seeing reports that he could drop to number three or number four, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. He's not locked for number one. It's not like Lafreniere where he's just, you know, guaranteed the first overall pick. It, it more depends on uh, which team drafts him and what uh, team needs, you know, in order to become successful. Now, the one thing the New Jersey Devils do need is defense. So we do have Ty Smith, who's uh, heading in the right direction in terms of production. Obviously, Kevin Ball had a few glimpses of greatness uh, during his tenure with the New Jersey Devils in the few games that he played. And obviously, he's still uh, finishing off his AHL season. I believe they only have like, what, uh, a couple games left in their season. So, you know, nice for him to still keep getting those reps. And overall, for, um, you know, us getting Luke Hughes, I think that would be actually a very good combination, if you ask me. Like, Luke Hughes at defense and his brother at a forward, uh, like, you know, most likely center, just, you know, contributing at a very high elite level. You know, I think that's a scary duo. Now, let's hope the Canucks don't, you know, uh, fall into that same situation. So, like I told you guys, we need the Canucks to keep on winning. And, um, unfortunately, they lost their last game to um, uh, the Calgary Flames by a score of 1-4. to four. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but we I, we need the Canucks to keep winning. That That's all I'm saying. So overall, um, I think Jack Hughes has really taken strides forward to be very successful, and he's looking forward to playing uh, USNT teammates next season. If Luke is there, he definitely wants New Jersey to take him if he works out. It's going to happen how it happens. All Luke has to do is sit back, relax, and wait for his name. Man, uh, I rem- I tried to get an interview with Luke Hughes when his team, uh, Team USA, came to play my college, but his coaches re- really wouldn't let me. I was just like, hey, would it be okay if I had just asked a few questions for my show or whatever the case might be? And they were just like, oh, you know, uh, with COVID procedures, you know, we can't really do that or I don't know. I tried. I, I tried a couple times, but it just didn't work. But 
Uh, overall for uh, Hughes, he says he's excited for uh, him wherever he goes. So, you know, Jack Hughes is hearing the rumors that his brother could come to New Jersey. And that would actually be a good duo of having the Hughes brothers. So, obviously, we have uh, Jack Hughes at center and then Luke Hughes on the defense, similar to what Quinn Hughes is. But remember... Uh, if history repeats itself, usually the Hughes brothers get off to slow starts to begin their year. So look at Quinn Hughes. He kind of got off to a slow start in his first um, season in the NHL, but then he became an all-star in 2020. So, you know, there's that. So I, I think we should, you know, overall be very excited uh, for what uh, could potentially happen in the draft. It's definitely interesting, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But if you guys remember uh, 2018, 2019, uh, for uh, for uh, Quinn Hughes, I guess that doesn't really count as his rookie year. He only played in five games, and he did have three assists. So I, maybe I was wrong in that in- instance. Yeah, I'm definitely way wrong in that instance. Sorry, guys. But, you know, um, the, uh, like I, I told you guys, he became an all-star the next season, and I expect Jack Hughes to do the same thing. So wouldn't it be funny if one of our players became an all-star next season? So w- wouldn't it be funny if Kevin Ball, so similar situation as uh, Quinn Hughes, where he got a few reps in the NHL in his very next season, which I guess counts as his rookie year, Kevin Ball will become an all-star. Wouldn't that uh, be funny? I think that would be very interesting to see. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, what if Sharon Govich becomes an all-star? Quoken in. I don't know what the case might be. I don't know what might happen. But I'm very excited. So anyway, guys, Jack Hughes, I I had to give him a full-length episode because uh, I had a lot of apologizing to do. And I have to give credit when credit is due. Jack Hughes has been phenomenal this season. And I expect him to take a few more steps forward. And as for Lafreniere, a similar situation as Jack Hughes where he statistically didn't really perform as well as he was projected to be. And statistically, it was an absolute crap fest. But overall, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, Lafreniere can learn a thing or two from Jack Hughes, which is just keep your head down and you know what you could potentially bring to a team. So obviously, a lot of people were picking Lafreniere to win the Calder Memorial Trophy. And, you know, quite honestly, the Rangers were close to making the playoffs this year. So that's more than what we could have said last season, hypothetically. So I fully believe that the New Jersey Devils will be in the same position as the New York Rangers next season, but all needs to go right for us. So let's see where our draft picks land. And overall, guys, you've been asking uh, this question a lot, which is, could that draft pick for the New Jersey Devils from the New York Islanders and the Paul Mary and the Zajac trade, could it potentially, you know, go higher? So uh, I did some digging around, and according to uh, Corey of The Athletic, he said, yes, if the NHL ends up with a Team Chaos Final Four that includes Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg, or Montreal, but not the Islanders. The New York Islanders pick could climb as high as number 18, but obviously a lot needs to go right in order for that to happen. So I will keep close tabs on what potentially happens in that instance. So like I told you guys, if Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg, or Montreal, and not the Islanders make it to the final four, then that pick could climb as high as 18. So that's very interesting to see. And you know what? I'm all for chaotic uh, situations. And if this year has taught me anything, is that everything and anything is possible. So uh, during a uh, COVID-like season, let's see if more crazy is to happen. But anyway, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils and go Jack Hughes. And I will catch you guys on Tuesday.